Are you Tony's stank? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Delivery for Tony Stank, an MCU podcast. We're back here with episode six uh, of the the podcast, which is also meaning that it's episode six of What If on Disney+. Plus. Um, first of all, again, thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate it. I know, obviously, again, being off with the timings uh, for the podcast coming out, but that's because I was um, on uh, Todd's channel um, doing our Bo Burnham review um yeah we were basically wax lyrical about bo burnham's uh latest special inside so please go to twitch.tv slash toddrov28 if you want to catch that i think he's gonna put it on youtube as well but the vod will still be available over there but yeah please go and give that a watch um a couple of things before we get into the actual podcast today um first of all um we have our Kofi set up. So Kofi, if you don't know, it's kind of like Patreon, um, but it's not Patreon. You can sign up for, um, well, with with Delivery for Tony Stank, it's for as little as £2 per month and it gets you certain benefits. So I'm trialing it. I'm just kind of playing about with it and seeing what happens. Uh, all the proceeds will go back into the podcast and stuff. Um, so if you... Uh, sign up for um as little as two pound a month you can make it more if you wish if you so wish you don't have to um but you'll get put into the monthly draw to win marvel merch now this first one um and i know obviously if you're listening you won't be able to see this but basically um the first draw will be for this captain carter pop um a what if captain carter pop um if you're in, if you're watching you can obviously see it right now it's kind of bright and stuff it looks really cool um but if you're listening obviously you won't be able to see it which is fine but it looks really awesome and then the other two are uh two other what if uh pops i have uh as well and um so there's there's gonna be at least three months worth of it uh but i mean you know don't feel don't feel you have to do it it's just something i'm trying to like trial and give you guys something back for uh for supporting the pod and stuff like that it's just a bit of fun i suppose um but yeah feel free to get involved in that i'll put it it's all in the link tree uh, but I'll put the Kofi link in the description as well. Um, if you do decide that you want to want to get involved, so that's great. Um, secondly, uh, please, 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 um, if you know someone that uh, that likes Marvel um, or wants a new podcast to listen to or watch, um, please feel free to recommend uh, this podcast to them. Of course, if if you if you feel strong enough about it to do that it's just um we have things like the obviously the youtube where you can watch you can uh jump back in and then of course spotify uh app music amazon music google podcast so there's there's heaps of ways you can listen and watch um, and if you're watching on youtube please remember to subscribe as well um and of course follow our twitter at delivery mcu where we will uh where we always you know discuss with you guys how things are going and stuff um and I think that's it. Was that all I want to talk about? Oh, no, finally. Finally, I want to talk about what we have uh, coming up. So obviously this is episode six of What If. There's going to be seven, eight, and nine, and then that'll be that for the first season of What If. Uh, I'm going to see Shang-Chi a week on Tuesday, the 28th. Um, so I will be doing a Shang-Chi podcast between uh, the 28th and, well, I'll probably get it out hopefully mid-October, I would say. Um... Cause it's going to take a little bit longer because it's obviously like a movie that we're talking about. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to format that because like with this one's, uh, with the what ifs, I can obviously go frame by frame or sorry, like scene by scene basically and chat about them. It would be a bit, be a bit different for a movie. Um, otherwise, it'd be like a four hour long podcast, which I'm not um, necessarily going to do. Uh, then the next one after that will be Eternals coming out on the 5th of November and then Hawkeye, the TV show is coming out the 24th of November, I believe it is. Um in the middle of that, depending on timings, we may have some specials that come out, but I'll let you know. I'll let you know if if uh, if that is the case. Obviously, again, follow follow our uh, Twitter at Delivery MCU, and we will. Uh, I'll keep you up to date as as to what's going on with that. But that is it. That is the housekeeping all done. Thank you so much again for the support. 
let's get fully in to the podcast. Okay, so episode six of What If. Um, first impressions. I really enjoy this episode. I really, really enjoy this episode. The, um, the way that it actually, for me, it actually felt like, it actually felt like it was um, giving us the parallels of, of what would happen if, if, you know, if something did change, you know. With, with some of the what ifs, it's been a bit, um, as we talked about, it's been a wee bit a different than just a, a standard what if question. There's been things like, um, like who done it and um, what the fuck is going on, that, that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> this time it is a purely straight up what if Killmonger uh, saved Tony and what the ramifications for that would be. Um, so yes, really, really, really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, to be fair, one of my favourites, I would say, of the, the whole thing. Uh, that kind of a, that's a big call, isn't it? Um, but yes, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so it starts off, we have the, um, basically a, a recreation of the, the start of Iron Man. The, um... The desert in, um, I think it's Iraq, isn't it? But this time we also have the watcher, um, the watcher overlooking our uh, our scene. Again, as we spoke about, a lot of this thing is going to be kind of touching back to what we we spoke about before, like the likes of the watcher getting closer and closer to us. Um, you can basically see him as a full bodied figure, um, literally standing over us. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So we see the the scene, almost scene by scene, um, recreation. Uh, sorry, it's Afghanistan. It's Afghanistan. Uh, Tony's having a joke with the soldiers in the in the convoy. Um, he says about the, the no gang signs and stuff again. Again, which he says in the film, and there's a massive shootout, uh, a a bomb for the, the the cars in front of the convoy, and um, then a big shootout. Uh, Tony manages to to scarp away behind a rock, and the missile lands right next to him. Again, in in Iron Man. This is the missile that then caused shrapnel to be uh, embedded into his body and essentially in his bloodstream going towards his heart, which meant that he had to do something to try and stop that happening, which is how he then built the, the mini arc reactor, which was placed where his heart is, basically, that pushed the, the shrapnel um, away. But instead of the bomb exploding uh, beside Tony and popping the shrapnel, popping the shrapnel, just as if, just as if he was just like, Popping it in, um, little care carefully putting the shrapnel into his heart. No, uh, in, instead of the shrapnel being fired into the into his body, into his, his fleshy skin, uh, Killmonger grabs the the missile with his bare hand, lobs it into the air, and it explodes um, without even without even touching anyone. Uh, Killmonger then goes on his little, uh, you know, takes a few pop shots now. If you remember, when we learn about Killmonger in Black Panther, he's said to have been a, a former SEAL that did like undercover work in in Afghanistan, um, all that sort of things, and he got his nickname Killmonger from r racking up kills like they were a video game, essentially. Um, so we know him to be like a skilled soldier. Um, his armor's pretty cool as well. His armor's really cool. Apparently it's based around, and I don't know much about Dragon Ball Z, but apparently it's based around... Is it Vegeta or something? I think it's Vegeta. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly Google it because I know that some people are pretty, um, pretty up on their Dragon Ball. Yeah, Vegeta, Vegeta. Vegeta. I'm sure I'm saying that's right. Um, and that was that was part of Michael B. Jordan's uh request. Um, it was based on on Vegeta. Uh in black panther but it also it looks more comic-y more kind of anime-y as well in this one um michael b jordan is back michael b jordan is back voicing um mr killmonger uh again tony is not robert Downey jr which is um it's understandable really isn't it um but yeah uh, michael b jordan again fantastic actor he's uh He's been in a lot of a lot of top movies, a lot of stinkers as well. Um, I'm looking at you, Fantastic Four. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's a he's a very good actor, very good actor. 
Um, so yeah, he takes he he um, saves Tony, takes out uh, the remaining ten rings member members that are trying to um, kill, assassinate, capture Tony Stark. And as they're walking away, the Watcher, is, he, what he says is, heroes are not born are not born in their forged in darkness. So we then get an animated kind of montage. Um, I suppose it is a montage of a couple of a couple of different clips. It's really cool. So we get the mon- we get the first uh, clip of um, an animated Tony Stark with his arc reactor in the cave in Af- in Afghanistan, creating the the um, the Mark One Iron Man armor. And we then move to an animated version of the Avengers like hero shot from the first Avengers movie. Um, it's a little bit different. We focus on Iron Man a lot more, which is absolutely fine because obviously the story is based around Tony Stark. Um, but yeah, it's the circle shot of uh, like the, the Avengers stand there with all their, their weapons and, and stuff. And it, it looks, it's so well cre- recreated. Then we get the 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 final Iron Man shot, the animate uh, animated version of the final Iron Man shot from um or sorry, the 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 heroic Iron Man shot from Endgame. Now, if you've not seen Endgame, um, and you don't know what happens, spoilers. <laughs> uh, also, if you haven't, um, go watch it now. If you haven't, uh, yeah, I mean it's been out for what three years now, two three years now. We're at the phase four. Go watch it. Anyway, the part where when Iron Man gets the, the Infinity Stones and does his I am Iron Man and clicks, uh, that is done as an animation as well, which <laughs> really cool. It, it's um, it's a wee bit, again, they're kind of changed a little bit from the actual the actual movie. Um, but again, and this is going back to something that we've spoken about before, the lighting uh that the that they use here and animation of it is it's just phenomenal the, the lights of the each infinity stone coming down from his uh from his knuckles um and of course the lighting from the the wreck in the background with the fires that are there yeah it's just brilliant absolutely brilliant um we then get to the Watcher again, overlooking a press conference that, that Tony Stark has taken, uh, telling us that without um, without Tony Stark going through um, what he did in Afghanistan, the age of Iron Man would never come to pass. So we have this um, this Iron Man, this Tony Stark, sorry, because he's not Iron Man at all. This Tony Stark. Uh, with with like no um no repercussions no uh no character building at all he's just totally he's just totally stark he's the playboy billionaire philanthropist Philanth- philanthropist easy for you to say uh tony stark who hasn't had to grow as a as a person who has been able to just continue um being his his immature um billionaire self and I, i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna say i wouldn't be like that because if i had billions i'd probably be that same um so i don't blame him uh so yes there is a, a a press conference that he that he um that he takes and um points over to killmonger uh and the watcher tells us that um heroes never made and a, vil- a villain gets another chance we see Obadiah Stane in the background as well. Uh, he is not voiced by Jeff Bridges, by the way, just to make you aware. Um, now, Stark's asked a question, you know, were you injured? And his response is that, no, but I did spill my drink and it was a 26 McAllen. I'm still pretty sure it's a war crime. Now, a 26 McAllen, um, again, as I've spoken about before, in my preparation for uh, for going through this podcast, I watch the episode a couple of times, take notes, and watch uh, new rock stars on YouTube who delve into Easter eggs and breakdowns and stuff of every episode as well. Please go watch them because they are incredible. Um, they worked out that a 1926 bottle of Macallan is $1.2 million per bottle. So, <laughs> yeah, that is very much uh, a war crime. Um, <laughs> uh, so again, it's showing us that that he he doesn't have um, almost the respect for for life and the respect for what he he would have went through if he was captured by uh, the Ten Rings, and he's actually even asked, 
by the next reporter, did you learn any lessons while in Afghanistan? And his response is that he he did. He never traveled anywhere that doesn't have a four seasons. So again, we're just we're basically told in late in in there's no punches pulled. We're told that he's not changed at all. He's just his normal, um, normal Tony Stark uh, that we saw even bef- that we saw before he uh, was captured by the Ten Rings and before he kind of learnt a few things. He's even drinking as well at the press conference, <clears throat> which makes me think that if you're not aware, there was there was a storyline about Tony Stark and. Um, and alcoholism so um well sorry trigger warning for alcoholism if if, uh, if it's something you're affected by but yeah there's a there's a a disturbing um storyline in the comics around tony stark and his battle with alcoholism uh and we kind of got a touch on that in iron man 2 uh you know when he has his big party at the house and gives away his uh sorry my three's nico yeah that's a big party his house and all that sort of things um and it kind of leads me to think that that's sort of the route he would have gone down or is going down at this moment in time. Um, he's then even asked, uh, has this, has this uh, experience changed you? And we actually see a little bit of, um, a little bit of vulnerability in him when he says that he saw young Americans killed by the wep- very weapons that I created to protect them. And realize we have to do better. Now, obviously you're kind of thinking, okay, fair enough. So he's, he is thinking that, you know, um, there's 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 uh a better way than just than just making weapons to to kill people uh but he then says in exactly the same breath that we need to build bigger and fight badder for them so again it's it's essentially just drilling into us that that nah, he's not changed whatsoever he's just normal cynical tony stark uh, we're told that uh, Killmonger is then being the new chief security officer of Stark Industries, which uh, Happy isn't too happy about because it in the movies again that that was his job that he ended up um, he ended up getting, and and Tony Killmonger embrace. So it just shows us again how close they've become, uh, or how close Killmonger has become uh, in Tony's in Tony's circles, basically. Uh, Obadiah Stane tries to weasel his way kind of in as well, uh, and but he, um, the reporter Christine Christine I can't remember her last name. Uh, what is her name? Christine Everhart. Christine Everhart uh, asks a question. She so she's played by Leslie Bibb, who's the 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 lady that played her in um in Iron Man as well. Asks a question about uh if what Killmonger was doing in that in afghanistan uh and how it was strange that on the day of the attack um he was his unit was meant to be stationed about 400 kilometers away uh tony gets a bit offended by this and asks uh if she's implying that he had advanced knowledge of the attack but killmonger says actually yeah he was he, he did he found out the plans to assassinate tony stark and found found out that they were bankrolled by obadiah stain Drops all the evidence needed and uh, and and pops on the internet, and then uh, and then yeah, Obadiah Stane is then detained or he's knocked out by by Happy and then and then presumably detained. So this is because again in Iron Man One we find out towards the end uh, that that Obadiah Stane bankrolled the the plot to get to kill or to capture Tony. Um, and then he becomes uh, the Ironmonger, the, the the big old, the the massive Iron Man kind of looking thing. Uh, but obviously none of this will happen because Killmonger stepped in and, and stopped basically the whole plot for, for Iron Man 1. Okay, so we're now then into a, a party that Tony has obviously thrown at his, his place um, where they are kind of celebrating the, uh, the, the alliance or, or the, um, the friendship that they, that they now have. Um, Tony's wanting him to be wanting Killmonger to be the new CEO, which was Obadiah's job. He says he wants him twenty four seven. Killmonger says he's more of a soldier, but uh, but Tony then says it'd be like Butch and Sundance. So obviously Tony the brains and and uh, Killmonger the the brawn. Now Pepper is there as well, and she doesn't seem too thrilled at the idea of this. Um, we'll start to see her potentially having doubts about some stuff. Um, 
And uh, and yeah, again, Tony's Tony's drinking as well. Uh, Pepper then heads out to the balcony where she meets um, Mr. Rody, and this time it is it is uh, Don Cheadle's Rody. So at this point in the movies, we would have still had uh, Terence Howard. Um, but yeah, we we actually had to get a Don the Don the Don Cheadle version. Uh, where they talk about Killmonger, they they obviously want to find out more about him. Or sorry, um, Pepper does. Uh, and Don Cheadle tells her, or sorry, Rhodey tells her that he was essentially um going around killing folk, assassinating folk. Um, and they obviously reference uh Oakland as well, where obviously we know his dad was was killed by T'Chaka as Black Panther in Oakland. Um, back in the eighties, I think it was, or was it nineties? Eighties, I think. Anyway, um, Pepper makes a pretty interesting um remark where she says that uh, a lot of people come around looking to get their moment in the summer. Tony Stark, um, and it's my job to sniff out exactly what they want with him. Then. Rhodey asks, "On what do you smell?" And, and and Pepper says, "Nothing," which is pretty. It's quite an interesting kind of thing. Um, she then says, "Any and that's the problem. Everyone wants something." So we obviously, well, Pepper knows that there's there's some sort of ulterior motive to it. Uh, Stark then takes uh Killmonger to his his little uh workshop factory thing where he's got all his cars and uh the miniaturized version of the Jericho missile that he um. That almost killed him. Uh, Killmonger uses a Howard Stark quote. Says the um, peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. Which, yeah, as I say, was a, was a Howard Stark quote. And then the the arm, um, the, the, the sort of AI arm that, that Tony has in his garage uh, takes it from there. Speak, they speak about fathers and, and Killmonger explains as his dad died too of, of gang violence. Um, but as I said, we, we do actually know that, that Black Panther or T'Chaka's Black Panther uh, killed Killmonger's dad. And, and Killmonger even, in, even says in Black Panther that he found, he found his daddy with claw marks when he was a kid. So he, even he knows that it was Black Panther that, that had killed his dad. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a bit more Killmonger manipulation that that we are aware of. Obviously, Tony Stark isn't isn't too um isn't too aware of. Uh, they kind of chat about weapons being the wrong hands, and you know, uh, and sort of lament on that. Um, Killmonger does this. For, obviously for us it's really clear that he's like trying to manipulate Tony but it's like he goes oh never mind and Tony goes no what and Killmonger says oh it's just my doctoral thesis I developed plans for an automated combat drone like that's so clear like I don't know why Tony's not like wait a second is this guy trying to play with me um but I suppose I don't know whether it's the fact that they're potentially um a bit merrier than than Tony normally would be. He's a bit more uh a bit more um receptive to ideas uh due to being having a bit of a buzz on maybe. I don't know. Uh <laughs> but they they discuss it and they discuss uh they discuss what uh what Killmonger made. It was it was basically try to, what he says is try to save essentially soldiers soldiers' lives because they're not having to be put into battle. It'll be the 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 drones or the machines that would that would kind of do it instead. Uh, Tony then agrees to have a look at the uh, building the science science fair project, uh, and uh, and brings up the brings up his thesis, uh, brings up the the model that he that he created, Project Liberator. Now the the plans for it it looks like a, a an anime Gundam, and again apparently that's that's to do with uh, Michael B. Jordan's love for um. For anime and, and 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 things like that there uh as we spoke about you know before when he has his dragon ball z inspired armor uh this is a, another thing that he's kind of taken from from his from his genuine love of of anime and and uh and and things like that uh tony even 
then makes a, a, a sort of reference. He says he needs a Bloody Mary because hangover's kicking in. Again, we're talking about the, the you know, the potential alcoholism or the potential um, more liberal use of alcohol that he, he would use compared to um, what he does in the movies after his, like, near-death experiences. We've then got a building montage uh, where they look at the different ways to create this model. And uh, talking about self-sustaining uh, energy as well. Tony almost comes up with uh, the the arc reactor, the mini arc reactor that obviously he uses in the he makes in the films, as I say, to to save himself. But then he says it's a bad idea. Then they they, they come onto the um they come onto the topic of vibranium. Now vibranium can essentially be uh um work as like a power source. Uh and that they need to hook up. Tony knows the right guy who um we then find from from Pepper's discuss is disgust is Ulysses Claw. Andy Circus. Um if you if you don't remember we first saw him in Age of Ultron, uh where he makes deals with um with Ultron about vibranium and uh, and stuff there because he in the comics Ulysses Claw is Black Panther's like main villain guy essentially they come up with a plan uh to for the um they come up with a plan to to work out how to get the vibranium from claw but obviously to not include uh include tony there as it doesn't um as it would be bad for the company because stark industries don't work with with like arms dealers uh if if things go wrong the shareholders will out the the company will obviously lose money and stuff as well. They'll need to secure some kind of diplomatic cover, and they end up agreeing that they'll send Rhodey there. Rhodey will go as the U.S. Air Force, um, or sorry, as U.S. like um, military uh, cover, which means that they will have immunity from from that. I believe. Um, so yeah, Rhodey goes instead. Obviously, there's a he ends up going to. Um, a salvage yard in the African coast that we're told. And it's like a big container ship. Um, like you see it, like, uh, it always reminds me of like Grand Theft Auto 5, I think it is, where there's like the, the big cranes that take the big uh, shipping containers and pop them on the, on the boats and they're like stacked like six, seven high. Um, and obviously it's, it's, it's like an abandoned version uh, of it. Now, so Rhodey is there with Ulysses Claw, uh, and they're they're kind of doing the old chatting about stuff, and it's kind of it's kind of got an undertone of um, of darkness and uh, not evil, but that they're doing bad things essentially. But Rhodey has uh, Rhodey has Killmonger in his ear, keeping him going. So they just they get onto the topic of of, of vibranium. And Ulysses Claw takes out a vibranium spear, uh, which he says cost uh, ten million. Uh, Rody then makes the comment that that Tony spends ten million on a slow Tuesday in Vegas, uh, and that gets them onto the, the the sort of the big, the big, uh, the big product, which it seems to be like vials of vibranium. Um, yeah, which which I like thousands of maybe hundreds of thousands of vials, uh, and the doors run. The doors suddenly close. Lights kind of go dark, saying they've been breached. Now we're gonna go back to lighting. We're gonna go back to the lighting of a scene in the show. Again, the the use of uh, natural lighting, um, as well as like the flashlights here it just ramps up the tension because we see men falling um and then they're obviously their 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 dead silhouette is is from behind with the the flashlights facing kind of towards us um there's a couple of other moments where people are are, are kind of shooting into the air wildly uh miss something and we see black panther flying out uh, and and he ends up um taking out pretty much the whole mercenaries the 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 gang that are there 
through different methods, through uh, using the shadows, um, using his obviously a superior strength, speed, agility, and uh, and again, yeah, he he manages to easily take easily dispatch with the 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 whole of the um the whole of the gang. Now there's a there's a a final blow that he has on, on one of the people when he punches him in the stomach and it's slow motion. You see like a bright yellow light coming out. It's like almost like a cone. Uh, and we see Black Panther illuminated in parts by this uh, this yellow light and the, and the body going flying, dropping the guns. It's such a well-made scene again. And it's, it is like something out of a comic book. Um, apart from animation, it, is, it just looks... Uh, once again phenomenal we spoke about how great the fight scenes are uh or have been in in this series we spoke about how interesting the the usage of lighting has been we spoke about how um how brutal the fight scenes have been as well um and this it's it's over quickly it's quite a quick uh fight scene um but it's again it's got all the all the same sort of elements to it that the others have had and it's brilliant to watch. Absolutely incredible to watch. Uh, we then see Black Panther uh, walk up on Rhodey while getting shot because obviously the, the suit is vibranium, is bulletproof. Um, and again, the, the only light really is, is Rhodey's uh, flashlight in, in, in um, T'Challa's face. Uh, T'Challa tells Rhodey that our quarrel is not with you. Um, it's obviously about um, Black Panther and Wakanda are, are also against Ulysses' um, claw. Uh, Black Panther wants to take the vibranium back to where it belongs, obviously Wakanda. Again, this is this is uh, this is actually Chadwick Boseman um, back again. This is this will be the. I think is this the third? I know he, he did like for a second. I know he did four episodes where he he recorded lines for. I can't remember if it's the second or if he showed up in. No, because he showed up in the zombies one as well. So it's the, this is the third one. So there's gonna be one more episode with him. Um, with him as Black Panther. So, because he'd be obviously in the episode two, which is when Star Lord is T'Challa instead. Uh, episode five, which is the zombies one, and this episode as well. Um, Killmonger turns up with the with a sonic blast thing. Now, the sonic blast technology was used by Obadiah Stane in Iron Man One to incapacitate um Tony when Tony has found out about the whole plot to get him. Uh, to get him caught by ten rings, uh, but it's obviously this time it's on a, a much larger scale, um, and and yeah, completely incapacitates both Chala and Rhodey. Their their veins and their face are popping out and stuff, um, and then uh, and yeah, Killmonger then actually like genuinely kills Black Panther. Uh, we see the the lifeless hand on the side, and and Killmonger actually takes the. The um the claw the the sort of like glove with the vibranium um the vibranium nails and and gets into the into the vibranium. Rhodey's kind of still alive and he just asks you know why and and yeah um Killmonger kind of says about the um. About the oppression, about how he asks him why? Why do you wear the uniform of your own oppressors? Um, fight for them and and die for them. Rhodey's viewpoint is you got to be part of the system to change the system. Um, but obviously, Killmonger is of complete different, uh, complete different viewpoint. Tears off Rhodey's uh, American flag. Says you can burn it down and stabs him um through the stomach with the, with the Black Panther glove. Uh, it's then set up to look like it was Rhodey that was the potential killer or potentially the one that created this whole um, uh, situation um, and then Claw actually comes out into the into the light again and uh, and yeah and is working with Killmonger now we saw this at the start of Black Panther oh no it's not the start of Black it's not the start of it, it's, I think it's a bit in, but we saw some Black Panther where Claw and Killmonger are actually working together to um, get the, uh, get the vibranium. In the film, obviously, they go into a museum and, and, um, and 
basically ransack the museum for the the weapons and the the mask as well that, that Killmonger takes. Um, and yeah, and Killmonger takes the uh, takes the spear from from Claw, and they talk about loading up the product. We then have this very somber um, kind of parallels with the Dora Milaje taking uh, the casket that obviously holds um, T'Challa's uh, body and the the US military with a casket with obviously Rhodey's body in it. Um, through the New York Stars videos, it, it tells you that the, the writing, the glowing writing on T'Challa's casket actually says Wakanda forever. Um, again, I don't know how they translate it and do that. It's, it's they do a lot of good. The New York stars definitely check them out. Uh, but in the U.S. military side of things, we have General Ross, we have Pepper Potts lined up, and we also have Killmonger there as well, saluting um, saluting Rhodey. Now, obviously, it's uh, we know that, that it was it was uh, it was Killmonger that, that actually killed him. Uh. Tony's sitting watching the TV and it's the news. Uh, T'Chaka is making a speech to the UN about how they won't stand by and let um, people get killed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Killmonger, uh, Killmonger turns up to, as well with the, with the spear, says that, that we've, uh, says that he's got a, a present for him. Tony then shows Killmonger. He does the, um, he does a bit of detective work. It's the hologram of the the details of the 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 scene where um you know where Rhodey and that died and um shows that Killmonger was there. So Tony is well aware that it's Killmonger that's killed uh that's killed Rhodey and of course um T'Challa as well. Uh the room then then locks and uh Tony reveals the the Gundam, the 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 drone that they were working on together, obviously, with the vibranium stuff. Uh, because of the, during the, the, the montage, the building montage, they had, obviously, Killmonger um, almost putting his AI, his uh, moves, his his sort of demeanor stuff into the robot. It's able to deal with him pretty easily um, as, you know, as half the moves that he deals, the half the moves that he deals does uh, is known ahead of time because the the ai has obviously worked out what he's going to do basically uh it's it's a typical it's the it's a typical like you know machine versus human kind of thing especially when the machine is able to work out what you what you've done and stuff now killmonger then works out that uh he needs to do something a bit um he calls it freestyle so it's a bit uh unknown something that he doesn't normally do in things so again this is where the the, the human side of it is uh comes into play Killmonger kicks a, a table at the, the drone, uh, dodges a few punches, gets to the Dora Milaje spear, and is then able to um to defeat the drone, destroy the drone, and he actually lobs the spear at Tony and it gets caught in in his uh like collarbone, just underneath his collarbone, I believe, just the shouldery kind of area, and he's pinned up against the wall. They have a discussion about how well. Sorry, it's not really a discussion. It's more. It's more Tony talking and grimacing while Killmonger stands over him. Uh, but Tony says, "For a minute, you thought that they were. Um, it was them against the world." Killmonger says that we're not fighting the same battles. Um, but uh, and Tony kind of says that they sound that they sound the same. But Killmonger's remark is the difference between those two. Is that um is that Tony can't see the difference between them. And yeah, and Tony dies. Tony dies again. So, I mean, Tony Stark has a pretty rough go of it. We've, he dies in pretty much every single reality that we've been in or that we've seen, whether it's the movies, obviously dies in Endgame. Um, he's been a zombie. He died here. Um, yeah, it's not it's not great for, for our old Tony Stark, is it? Um, yeah, you got a feel for him. So we're then getting the uh, the aftermath of Tony's death. The um, the bag is that call it bag? I don't even know what it's called. That they zip people up in. I don't know. Anyway, um, we see them zip that up. 
and um, General Ross is there with uh, Killmonger and with Pepper and Happy, and they're speaking about how Tony was killed with a Wakandan spear, um, and they think it's like a hit job from from Wakanda. Um, when, uh, Happy asks how none of it was caught on um on security. Pepper tells us how Jarvis wiped clean conveniently while while uh, giving a knowing look over to to Killmonger. Um, she's obviously aware or very much doubting and suspicious of him. Uh, but Ross just brushed it off, uh, saying about how he's a highly decorated, uh, naval officer, and and Killmonger makes a couple of references to the fact that Tony and Pepper were somewhat intimate uh this then leads general ross to tell them that they're going to put the liberator drones into um into production um and the pepper says about the the board need to be consulted but that is uh overruled by the patriot that patriot act um because they're now war um we we get another montage of the of the the drones being built. Um, Killmonger leading them, and and again his uh, his cool kind of uh, Dragon Ball Z armor, uh, and they make their way off to. Um, yeah, like, like thousands, thousands, hundreds off to um Wakanda. Yulsi's claw takes Killmonger to the like the 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 edge, the border of um of Wakanda. And uh, and the the and Killmonger uh, ends up actually killing Claw um, and and bringing him to the Dora Milaje with a with a offering of justice, a gift. He, he says, uh, Killmonger is then taken into the Wakandan throne and uh, meets with uh, with uh, T'Chaka, Shuri, and um, the mum. I can't remember what her name is. The the queen, queen queen vibranium, queen Wakanda. Uh, and this is where Killmonger reveals that he is, uh, that he is T'Chaka's nephew. Um, and T'Chaka welcomes him with with open arms, telling him that he's now home. Um, but there's a there is a war here, so there's no time to rest. Uh, the drones make their way towards uh towards Wakanda. He. Killmonger gives them all this intel about how they're they're made with vibranium, um, and how they're they operate with a, a hive matrix. Sorry, Shuri starts talking about how they operate with a hive matrix, communicate with each other to maximize the strategy, and they try to work out how to um how to cut them off from each other, basically come off from the from the network. Um, and they they come up with a plan that the Wakandan shield, the 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 border, will um cut them off from that. So. It's a way to disconnect them from from the AI. So essentially, they're going to open the shields, let the the drones in, then close the shields again, um, which is quite a risky strategy that Shuri doesn't really like. Um, but uh, but Killmonger's able able to manipulate T'Chaka and um, the others to allow them into into um, taking part in this plan. Um, the Wakandans line up against the uh, against the drones. Uh, Ross on the com- complete other side at the control center for the drones, uh, and it looks like they're. It it just looks like a a, a vast space where there's nothing there, and um and Ross a bit confused the fact that that there is nothing there. Um, then when the Wakandans put the shield up, um, on Killmonger's uh and Killmonger's uh orders, they then get a look at the Wakandan. Um, the Wakandan city, and uh, and Ross is. I mean, because we've obviously seen Wakanda through Black Panther, the, the movie. Um, everyone else in the the universe or in this universe, sorry, have have never seen Wakanda. It's always been hidden. Because we've got to remember, this is a completely different universe from uh, the one that we know. But it's still, they they've never seen Wakanda, uh, and the uh. The sort of um reaction they have to it is 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 pretty telling and, and Ross actually says the rumors are true. The drones then march into Wakanda and the shields are popped back down. Uh so at the control center they they lose um 
they actually lose uh the control of the, of the drones uh but it looked but killmonger actually has uh some sort of control with him um which turns on the rest of drones and they continue on their mission plodding towards him um and the wakandan army then then charges at the, at the drones and there's a again a fantastic uh war battle scene so the the fight scenes that we've seen uh kind of recent or in in the show have been relatively short or sorry relatively small scale um but this one's quite a big quite a big scale battle where you've got the thousands of wakandan warriors against the all the drones um so angela bassett that plays the, the the queen is is back and she um she's a beast like she is uh one scary lady uh able to jump over the the shields and and um an easy dispatch with lots and lots of of the drones uh killmonger jumps onto uh one of the rhino things and and, and comes in and helps out as well um there it it seems almost too easy things are going too well for the wakandans uh when, when we're watching it that they're uh they're they're slicing through the drones with, with no issues um now Killmonger actually saves one of the Dora Milaje from the uh from the uh the drones. I, I was I thought it was gonna go down the more the route of he was gonna let everyone die or at least maybe kill some of the Wakandans um throughout the battle with the with the guise of it being the drones and being being the humans and things like that as well. So I wasn't sure how it would go, but eventually they do actually win and, and Killmonger fights side by side with the Dora Malaje, with the Candons. And um it's a relatively easy ba easy battle actually for uh for them. Um yeah and 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 it it means that the uh that the drones are defeated and Wakanda uh, wins basically so the the u.s military is 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 defeated uh we get a, a shot of uh killmonger overlooking the sunset that he spoke about with chaka that his father spoke about um to him as a kid killmonger gets to uh, gets to feel and, and see the the sunset and chaka comes up behind him and asks him if it, if it uh met his expectations and he says it, ex it exceeded at his um the killmonger again um so killmonger it looks like his whole manipulation or his whole point up until now is to essentially come back to wakanda and obviously not going to rule uh probably will one day um but he actually gets the gets to become the next black panther um and we see the the whole uh the whole ritual that they use to go to make someone become black panther and killmonger actually goes into like the this ethereal plane where you see um previous black panthers and he has a he actually talks with t'challa now in the uh in the last one obviously in, in black panther sorry we see um t'challa speaking with t'chaka or yeah yeah um and it's quite an intense chat they have about you know was it was it worth it cousin um uh killmonger says yeah he did what he had to do um t'challa asks was it for the throne but killmonger says it was for vengeance and for his dad and for people who suffered through oppression um while the wakanda just sat back and watch watched uh t'challa now talk uh, sorry Killmonger now talks about how he hasn't has power now. Um and it's this is what he's been what he has been thriving towards. Um we see we see Killmonger in it's like a gold kind of lined Black Panther suit that he has now. It's not um so where the Chalice one was kind of uh, silvery vibranium colored, um Killmonger's has like like gold lining to it. It looks pretty sweet. And also has the dots, the uh, like cuts that he has on his body that signify the kills. It kinda it has that almost sewn into or made into the uh into the suit. It looks really cool. It's like you know how the black Spider-Man suit uh looked a lot cooler than the other ones in the original trilogy? Well, this is like this looks a lot cooler than the other Black Panther suits, even though it's a villain. Um 
T'Challa says that uh, he says that power unearned can be a very volatile force. A vo very, very volatile force, and it'll get the best of you eventually on our on your plane or on ours. Uh, Ross then talks about the fact that they're going to be sending heaps of missiles to Wakanda to pretty much essentially destroy it, and Pepper uh, is is pretty. Um, shocked by this she then goes into the tony's office and sees shuri sitting there uh now shuri obviously wants essentially what is the same as, as pepper and that's to um uh to show that killmonger is actually doing this for his own benefit and he's and and this and the bodies he's laid awake um everything that he's done has been um shady shady af um and yeah, we're then at the end of, of the of the of the episode where just after Shuri talks about Pep, her and Pepper teaming up to essentially um show the world that, that Killmonger's not who he say, says he says says he is. Yeah, so that is the episode done. It ends on on this cliffhanger for us. So yes, that is the end of the of the episode. As I say, it leaves us on a, a wee cliffhanger. I would love to see more of that. Um that that for me is what I expected from What If, where not necessarily uh, completely out there stories, which and those ones are ace. I, I love the fact that we that we saw the likes of the the Star Lord being the Chala instead, um, and the zombies as well. But this is like exactly what I what I thought we get from What If, and it's the um, the slight changes that then have um, almost worldwide uh, or universe wide really. Um, ramifications uh I, I loved it i loved it absolutely loved it especially seeing the um the parallels as to what uh what we know uh as compared to this killmonger as a character is fantastic his his manipulation is his obvious manipulation for obvious for us anyway um and not obvious for the the other characters really really sold it for me and and you know the whole thing <clears throat> i i i it's 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 not completely out there in terms of what could potentially happen. You know, we've seen things like General Ross being manipulated. Um, we've seen things like you know Shuri being the smarter one out of all the or or being the brains of of most of the Wakandan kind of stuff. Um, and of course, you know Tony struggling with like the likes of alcoholism and 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 being swayed and manip not manipulated but being like dragged down a path by the people around him, depending on who they are and things. So um, it was very in character with what we know, but also very much um, very much a, a, a different story that I loved. And I would love to see more of it. I would love to see what the impact that is on, um, what that impact has on Shuri and Pepper and who they can get, um, who they can... Uh, or how they can actually show the world that, that Killmonger is the one manipulated. It was essentially going to be a war between Wakanda and, and America and, and what that implications have as well um, because that could mean implications. Uh, you know, does Wakanda fight back? Uh, because if they do, then the then America is pretty much screwed. Um, but by, by this time, we don't have the Avengers you know there's not even maybe sort of spoke about it. It, was, it was spoken about um in the in the the post credits of iron man one but uh not during the the actual movie which which the movie needed iron man it needed tony stark as iron man to then um get the avengers it's it's yeah i think it's very very uh interesting um an interesting interesting question to ask and, and i love the, the as i say the ramifications of it um Yes, that was uh, that was it. Now the next episode is episode seven. I don't think there's much out about that just quite yet. Um, as I say, we've now just got seven, eight, and nine. So there's literally three episodes left. Um, I don't think, as I say, I don't there's been anything out about seven. No, there's not any plot out yet. Um, but we're coming towards the end of the of the series, so I'm interested to see if things are going to start to line up. Um, especially as we've seen, there was a screenshot of Captain Carter and Doctor Strange that we didn't see uh, during the Doctor Strange episode. 
um does that all now start to tie up the end of the zombies do we get any of that the end of this one do we get any any further with that i don't know it'd be very interesting to see the watcher he's obviously still getting closer and closer to us um what happens in the last episode is he going to be literally <laughs> literally in front of us the whole time staring at us through the screen like i'm doing to you right now um i don't know it's going to be very very interesting to see but let's quickly move on to uh to twitter we had uh let me just see i think there was just the one thought that was put in which is fine absolutely fine uh, i understand that some people maybe don't watch it until later on um but we had fluid highway who said um love this app always want more kill killmonger and again unlikely characters interaction is what we need Still not sold on the open endings, but I definitely want more. So yeah, I, I totally get that. As I say, with the, with the open endings, it's 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 something I'd love to see. Um, a few that moved on, like especially you know the zombies with zombie Thanos with his Infinity Stones. Obviously, this one as well. Um, uh, the open ending for the the murder mystery episode as well. Uh, that would be very very interesting to see how like the the you know like the captain. Uh, marvel and captain america work together uh, i know there was a comic uh storyline about that so yeah um i completely agree fluid i completely agree that, that is uh something i'd want to see more of but again if you want to get a feature on the podcast with your thoughts uh i always put out a, a tweet uh on the wednesday night so after i've watched the um the, the what if episode just reply to that tweet with whatever your thoughts were uh, and we will get it um on the pod just as we have done with this so that is us. We're done again for another week. Um, I can't believe we're six weeks in. It's crazy. Uh, I'm really excited to... I was speaking to Zoe about this today, actually, my, my wife. I'm really excited to um, get to a point where... Because the weekly episodes are, are taking their toll on me a little bit. Um, it's going to be great to be able to spend some more time uh, on the movies that come out. So as I say, we've got Shang-Chi coming out. Or Sorry, sorry Shang-Chi is out, but I won't be watching it until uh, a week on Tuesday just because of all the restrictions that have been going on and the timings and stuff. Um, so we'll be making a venture out into the, the big bad world um, to see that a week on Tuesday. Um, get a podcast out of that one, which, as I say, I have, I'll have it out probably mid mid october it gives a couple of weeks to get um working on it uh then we have uh eternals coming out on the 5th of november so again a couple of weeks um even after the shang chi one comes out um so that one will probably be out uh towards the end of november then we have the hawkeye tv series coming out the 24th of november i think it's 24th so we'll have we'll be back to weekly episodes for them but in between the Shang-Chi episode and the Eternals coming out, I think what we're going to do is uh, we'll try and do one of the first specials. Now, the special is going to basically be me um, talking to um, someone about their their favourite Marvel film. That's kind of the idea behind it. We'll, we'll talk about what they enjoyed uh, and not necessarily go frame, by, frame for frame, uh, or scene by scene but we'll actually we'll chat more in depth about it trivia about it um easter eggs from it that sort of thing uh i don't know who it's going to be yet that's that's going to be something that will work out with timings and stuff uh but look for that as i say on uh on twitter but again as i say please uh give us a follow at delivery mcu on twitter um and subscribe if you're watching on youtube even follow if you're if you're listening on Spotify or um or anything like that. That would be fantastic. I appreciate all the support. Again, if you do want to be entered into the draw for the Captain Carter pop that you can see here, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, you won't be able to see it. Obviously, uh, where are we? Just so it's not like um, it's a really cool pop. Uh, what I can do is I can even put a picture of it on the Twitter. Uh, but yes, if you want to get involved in the draw for that, join the Kofi. Um, it's as little as two pounds per month. Uh, or you can sign up for. Or you can cancel at any time as well. Um, so basically, if you if you if you signed up for that month, you'll get entered into draw that will be at the end of the month, and we'll we'll work things out from there. As I say, it's a little two pound. You can do more if you want. It's up to yourself. All the money goes back into the podcast. There's going to be. I'm planning to do more. Uh, more sort of giveaways and and things like that as well so 
that's kind of what I'm what I'm doing. I'm I'm just kind of trialing it, just kind of trialing it, and we will uh, see how it goes and and basically work it from there. But I really do appreciate all your support. It's it's incredibly um, humbling. It's it's ace to see that there's people that have the same sort of loves uh, uh, for for Marvel as I do, uh, and it really warms my wee heart. Warms my wee mini reactor that I've got in the middle of my of my shirt that says I'm done. Oh, I was going to do as well, just to let you know, I'm probably gonna try and get some. Uh, delivery for tony stank merch done as well so keep an eye out for that but i'll keep you updated on 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 twitter but anyway guys that is the end of another episode thank you so much um give my shout on twitter if you've got any feedback uh or anything that you want me to talk about in the in the next episodes um or anything you want me to hear my my opinions on that'd be fantastic but guys thank you again for everything and we will see you in the next one